go. Despite what you do, who you are, just stay true when you grind and go hard. I'm a real go getter, put Columbia on the map. If you think I'm playing, yeah, you think I'm playing. Cause I'ma go hard and I'ma do it for my street. What's going on, everybody? This is the Tribe 44 Podcast, presented to you by United Citizens Bank of Southern Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Go see former Indian Nick Fudge, Ty Bennett, Matt Loy, and our own Clay Turner for all of your banking needs. For the show's intents and purposes, I am your host, Will Rich, and I am joined again in person again tonight, Clay Turner. Will, how are you this night? I'm doing all right again <laughs> this night. <laughs> this night. <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> how are you this night? Uh, We're going to roll with it. I should start talking like that. How are you this night? <laughs> uh, again, we're together for just the second time, and this is our, I guess you'd call it our season finale, Clay. This is We're going to hang it up for a little while. Uh, probably, be, We might do something over the summer, but most likely we'll be back when football season rolls around, and it's been fun doing this. We are kind of sad that this is our last time to get to do this together for a while. Yeah, you know, this is this is the season one, and like The Office, we'll be back and better in season two. Yeah, we have – yes, hopefully – yeah, The Office did get a lot better in season two, didn't it? it was, it's hard to watch there at the beginning. Hopefully this hasn't been hard to listen to at first, but we do plan on making everything bigger and better for y'all uh, moving forward. We are excited that we have been renewed for another season because we're, we're the producers, so we get to do that. But, Clay, before we get into our guests, we need to talk a little bit about this – a game that we've got going on. I guess you would consider this to be our grand finale for the season. This big, this big game that we got going on again this Saturday, June the fifth, is our Blake Martin Memorial Alumni <laughs> Basketball Game. Uh, so we've got a star-studded lineup of Adair County alumni coming together to play a big basketball game. Again, admission to that game is going to be donation only, and all the proceeds are going to go to the Asher and Avery education fund. Clay, another big exciting announcement, our concessions. I got on the radio station. She asked me about concessions. I didn't have an answer for her. Uh, but now I have an answer. Mimi Shaved Ice is going to do our concessions. So they have more than shaved ice. Uh, you'd probably leave a little hungry if that's all you if that's all you got. But they have they have all kinds of different things. They've got a nice pretzel. I think Samantha had a big pretzel from there. I actually did not know they had anything more than the shaved ice. Excited about that. They're going to be set up behind the gym there for everybody to get their food we're gonna make sure we feed you but clay in preparation for this i've got some questions we need to we need to talk about and get answered here with the game coming up we want to kind of give our predictions and i'm going to start by asking you clay what's your prediction for the starting five for both teams the older team i think will be pretty easy it will be Starting point guard, Nick Fudge. The two probably be Kalen Kimberlin. They'll probably go four-guard lineup. Kevin Bridgewater will be at the two or three. They'll probably play three guards. And then Joseph Willis and then Chris Lewis. And so now the the young team, they have so many players that I think they're platooning that starting lineup, who knows. But if you had to ask me who would be the starting five, it would probably be something like Matt Fudge, Hunter Cundiv, Jordan Simpson, Dylan Feast, and I need one more, don't I? I'm putting one of the Lasleys in my starting five for that for that younger team. That, that include Cameron? I, you didn't say Cameron. But Cameron's in there. I'm gonna put Cameron in one of those spots. I think I agreed with you 100 for the for the 2000s team, but that 2010s team, I want to totally forgot about Cameron. Put Cameron in there. 
with the recency bias, you know, the coaching staff is the current coaches. I wonder if Matt will will crack the top, the starting five for that group. I don't. I'm just not sure. Yeah, and like I said, I kind of forgot about Cameron. You know, we talked about earlier that Cameron would not be able to play, but he actually is going to be able to play. So that will be yes. Uh, 2010's team is going to have an extra player because we had replaced. Cameron on the roster, but then he was. It turns out he's going to actually be able to play. So that's a, that's always a good thing. So moving into the game, I want you to tell me what you think the what's the final score going to be in that one. That's going to be a tough one for me. I'm not exactly sure with the running clock how this is going to go. So <clears> give me your thoughts, and then I'm just going to basically disagree with whatever you say. Give me uh, the older team sixty-seven, the younger team fifty-five. 67-55, Okay, I'm going to go with an upset, and I'm going to say the younger team wins 62-58. to 58. One, just to be different from you. But then also, I'm thinking these younger legs, some of these guys just graduated. They did. Uh, normally, I would agree with you 100%, but the fact that the older team has two guys who have actually played professional is decent. So it's going to be tough for the young team, but it should be a competitive game. And, you know, more than anything, I hope both teams have a lot of fun. I shouldn't have let you go first because then I had to disagree with you, right? But then you've got two guys that are professional players, so you don't play fair, and that's okay. I'm sticking with my upset 2010s team. If you're listening, I'm with you. We're we're going to do this. We're going to make it happen. You just need You don't have to win by a lot. I just need you to win by a little. We have absolutely nothing on the line for it, but – just my pride to disagree with Clay and be right. Clay, who's going to be the leading scorer? I think it's an easy one. I would think it would be Cambridge Riders. But Kalen Camberlin could very well be the leading scorer. The younger team will probably be way more balanced. But if I had to guess on the younger team, I would actually go Jordan Simpson. On the younger team, I'm going DJ Brown. In a pickup game, I'm going to take DJ. If it's a real game, I'd probably go Jordan Simpson. But I'm going to go DJ Brown for the younger guys and the older guys. I'm going I'm, – I'm sorry, guys, the, from the 2000s team. I don't mean to keep calling you old, but you are older. I'm going to agree with you. I think I'm going to go Kevin on that one. Kalen, it very well could be Kalen, but I think I'm going to go Kevin. Unless Kevin just realizes he's head and shoulders better than everybody else and just wants to get everybody else involved. But He I could. That could happen. He did that a little bit. You know, it seemed like he was doing that when he played in the senior student-faculty basketball game a couple years ago, and he still dropped like 40. I was going to say, you know – if you've seen him lately, he doesn't look like he's aged much. He Physically, he looks like he could still play, you know, the whole game right now. You might have to do a little bit of thinking on this. Who is your MVP of the game? We talked about before. I'd go Kevin Bridgewater. Kevin Bridgewater is going to be your leading scorer. Is he going to be your overall leading scorer, or do you think Jordan Simpson has more? Than Kevin Bridgewater's overall. overall yeah, I think, I think he's going to be overall leading scorer, win or lose. I think my MVP, if the, the – if the 2000s team wins, the 01 to 2010, if they win, I'm taking my MVP and giving it to Chris Lewis because nobody is going to try harder to win this game than Chris Lewis is going to. Joseph Willis may have something to say about that. Well, Joseph, yeah, they can battle it out for who's trying harder, yeah. but I'm going to give it to Chris because Chris is going to try hard and he's going to try to score too. He's going to try to put it in there every time he gets the ball. Yeah, Chris is a little competitive, I think you could say that. <laughs> I think that's safe to say. Now, if my prediction is correct and the younger team wins, I'm going to give my MVP to 
either Cameron or Jordan Lasley because one of them is one or both of them are probably going to have to shut down a professional basketball player in order to win that game. And I think they're going to do it. I think, you know, even battling through injury, I think Cameron's going to be able to do it. He's got the size. You know what? I have faith in my 2010s team, Clay. Yeah, if, if the younger team does win, I Cameron probably would be the MVP, and I expect him to have – he probably very well could lead them in rebounds as well. Well, going along with that point, do you have any bold predictions moving forward in this one? Probably, like I said, DJ Brown's a good one because, you know, he – he can shoot. What I'm really interested to see is, does James Flat still have it? You know, I, there's always that legend that he scored like 70 in the student faculty game. You know, he may surprise us and score like 30. You know, who knows? He may still have it. My bold prediction, DJ either outscores Kalen or Kevin or both. Not together. They're not no. combined. I think he outscores one or both of them. He might be the overall leading scorer in the game. I'm going to say that's my bold prediction, that he becomes the overall leading scorer in the game. If I'm if I'm gonna play pickup, I'm gonna take DJ and watch he forget about it and he not be there. <laughs> but we're gonna stay on him. Over under Chris Lewis elbows set at two and a half. You're going over I'm under. gonna go over. I'm gonna say he has three. You're gonna go over with three. I was gonna go way over. I'm thinking Chris Lewis elbows, he maybe not intentional. I think he goes somewhere around five or six. You know, uh if it's close, there may be like twenty. If it gets lopsided, then he may, you know, cool off a little bit. If it's close, he may have a lot. Now, Clay, what about Jordan Lasley's shot attempts? You know, Jordan is a type of player who never shot much, always does. But Jordan's not someone, you know, a lot of people play basketball to score. That's not Jordan. He tries to defend. And Jordan does not care about shooting. So, you know, Jordan probably will not have very many shot attempts. So the the line is set at one and a half. I'm going to under he's going to shoot one shot. Be a layup. I'm going to give him two. He gets two. I'm going to go with two layups. That's what I was going to do. Now, we had that on that end of the spectrum. Now we got Kevin Bridgewater shot attempts. We've got that set at 15 and a half. Over. I'm going to say he shoots 18. I think we got to go over on that one, too. That line was set a little low, I think. Uh, now, you set the spread at 11 and a half. So you said, well, actually, in your predictions you said that they would win by 11 so you're going under on I, the spread of being 11 and a half i think i picked 12 i think i said 67.55 or 67.56 something like that uh i'll say it's 11 and a half i'll say the old the older team gets it okay so at an 11 and a half spread you're saying the the 2000s team wins at the over yeah also okay. the reason why i'm picking that older team that older team is the most competitive Chris Lewis been trying to find a gym all week, acting like this is the <laughs> 2020 district tournament going on. Okay, well, since we're sticking to our guns there, I'm going to take the under, and I'm saying that the 2010s team is going to win. All right, got another one for you. Got two more. Joseph Willis floor slaps. 30. Two, I'm sitting, 30. We're sitting the line at two and a half on the floor slaps. You're taking the over. No, I'm taking the over. He's probably doing three or four. Definitely when he – if it's close, he'll probably be a couple of let's go to and stuff like And motivational speech is probably like, you know, less than 10 as well. <laughs> All right. So who you're telling me whoever's going to be the leading scorer in the fourth quarter, he's going to be guarding them, you think? Probably so, because he really enjoys that. He really takes that to heart, try to shut down the other person's best player. Now, here's one that might offend somebody. 
But let's go with there's 16 players on the 2010s team. What's the over-under of young guys that don't know who Kevin is or that don't know that he was the leading scorer for a long time? Leading scorer, I'd go about five or six of them at least, maybe seven or eight. Don't know who he is, I'm going to say one. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go with the under. We had it set at two and a half. I'm going to go with the under on don't know who he is. I think there will be several that don't know that. that now, Chance is the one that passed him, right? Yes. Yeah, so Chance passed him. I'm going to say that there's more that don't know that, that that's who he passed, but they're going to know who he is. Surely to goodness they're going to know who he is. I would think, but, you know, I'll talk to my youth sometimes about, like, musical groups or something and be like, you know, All-American Rejects are like, All-American who? And you're like, my goodness, I'm old. And you realize, you know, kids these days just don't. Well, obviously, it's not 2000 anymore. Yeah, nobody knows who I'm talking about when I talk about Machismo either. Shout out to Machismo, my childhood favorite band. But you know who people do know? People do know our guest of the week, Clay. Our guest of the week is presented by Downey Eye Clinic. Downey Eye Clinic has been a leading provider of optometry services and vision care products in the Columbia community since 1981, and they want to help you achieve and maintain clear vision for years to come. We had two special guests prepared to uh, call in tonight, but one of our guests, Coach Keith Brown, he was going to call in and talk about the softball season, uh, but he had a situation come up, no emergencies or anything like that, but he had a situation come up, and he couldn't he couldn't call in tonight. But... Uh, Without further ado, we will bring on one guest tonight, and that is Adair County High School baseball coach Ryan McQuarrie again with us tonight. How are you, coach? I'm good, good. Thanks for having me. How are you guys? We're doing just fine. Just real quick, and I'll get us started, and then we'll go with Clay after that. But just kind of give us your your rundown on, on the season, how you what your thoughts on it, how you thought it went. Just kind of kind of give us your take on the whole thing, and then we'll get specific after that. You know, several unknowns going in, several question marks. We talked back before about, you know, just um, lack of experience in terms of at the varsity level. And, um, you know, some of those things, I think, kind of reared their head throughout the year. But um, all in all, I thought it was a was a positive year. You know, we ended up 18 and 17. So about above 500 is always good. You want to win more, of course. Started out really strong, 12-3 and three was our start. And, um, you know, then I think as much as anything, I think the competition kind of got a little tougher. We had an issue or two with an injury and different things along the way. But, you know, ended up being, um, I think that was the most wins for the baseball program since 2015. So, um, you know, all in all, I think there's a lot of positives to, to take from it. You know, the big thing is kind of like we ended the last the last meeting uh, after the district loss. Kind of the question is, when we return, you know, we got to return as better players, whether it be mentally, physically, or, or whatever the case. In all areas, we just got to be better than we were this year. And uh, I think we will be. That's kind of yet to be seen. But um, but all in all, I think it was, uh, was pretty successful. Coach, I know, you know, your first year, y'all – literally did not have any games. So I'm sure being out back out there having games was special. No, it, it was, you know, last year we, uh, you know, without, we get, we got to get started, you know, made it all the way up to the scrimmage. Really this was the, you know, this was my, my first year back. I mean, we got, you know, the guys got to see me um, 
we got to see each other in games. You know, we're like everybody else. We needed last year really, really bad to gain some of that varsity experience, and we didn't get it. We got it this year, and it was uh, it was really nice to be back out on the field for sure. Coach, when you look at the team, you said you didn't have a lot of experience, but you had some younger young kids really play a lot, and some really do well. But then you had, you know, one senior to me in particular, Blaze Wall, who I'm not sure how much he played as a sophomore, but he really came on his senior year, and he was y'all's leading batting average guy. And you know, I think he's going to Kentucky Wesson. And talk about how what a great year he had. You know, he did. Blaze and I talked. Blaze, a, a very smart young man. Sometimes I think Blaze is guilty of kind of overthinking and overanalyzing things. You know, he and I. He and I took a little bit to kind of get connected. I even told him that at one point in time, you know, I, I made a comment to him. I was trying really hard, and I just didn't think he and I were on the same page. It's kind of funny how that works in coaching and teaching. And, you know, sometimes it's the guys that you're really not sure the relationship and the connection. And I'll be honest with you, um, you know, Blaze proved to be uh, – Somebody that you know, I feel like I had a positive impact on. He had a positive impact on me. I know that. And he made the comment numerous times about how uh, grateful and that he was for the opportunity to to play under me and how much he had learned this year. And um, you know, he really blossomed throughout the year and um, kind of became a pretty a pretty much a constant force. You know, good for a hit or so every game, and um, really did play well. I'm so I'm so thankful that he's going to have the opportunity to go on and play in college. Even made the comment to me just the other day about how, um, you know, after this season, he really believes that he wants to get into coaching once he's done with with college. So I think that's pretty special. Coach, other than Blaze, was there anybody that that kind of had a breakout year that you might not have been expecting going into it? Nobody really that I didn't expect. You know, I think one of the spots, um, Elliot Biggs, I was pleasantly surprised with what he did for us behind the plate. He, he did a really good job just blocking pitches, battled back there, handled our pitchers pretty well. Brayton Coomer, a freshman, had a really good year. But again, you know, that wasn't really a, a surprise per se. I, I kind of knew what to expect out of Brayton. Uh, you know, kind of been with him since he started playing baseball. So, uh, how special! I was hoping you would mention him, and I know it wasn't a surprise to you, but you know, if anybody hadn't followed it for years, you knew what you had with a freshman coming in. How special is it? You know, your son's on the team, and you've coached those guys since they were, gosh, little bitty, since they could barely walk. How special is it to get to do something special with them on the diamond? Well, it is, you know, and like I said, um, you know, we had a couple assistants going in pretty early that, um, you know, they didn't, um, they'd really never seen. Um, Brayton or or Jake or some of those young guys play and really didn't know uh, what to expect. You know, maybe worried at times that the the stage or the limelight may be a little too big. And uh, you know, deep down, I knew that it wasn't because I'd seen them on very similar stages before. I knew that we could count on them, but uh, it, it's pretty it's pretty special, and it's why you uh, you know it's why you get started with them as early as as I was able to and. Uh, you know, you prepare them for times like this, and then it's um, in a lot of situations, it's just kind of another game for them because they've been there so many times. Coach, what's your favorite thing about coaching a baseball team? Is it the making the lineups? 
Is it the practices? What is your favorite thing about coaching a baseball team? You know, I think I think more than anything, it's just just building those relationships with with players, and then just you know, I talk all the time about how practice, you know, practice is for the practice is mainly for the coaches, and when the game when the game gets there, that's you know that's for the players, and I just really enjoy seeing them have success and um, you know watching expressions and excitement on their face when they do, and then um, you know just looking back and just feeling that um you know satisfaction of knowing or feeling like you've uh, you know you've done a, a a good enough job at preparing them for that moment and watching them come through it's um you know a lot of joy from that is there a moment from this season that years from now you'll still remember just the one thing that you could probably pick out of this year your first year back that kind of stands above anything else there's a few i would say the um you know the day that we had at Green County in the Woodbat tournament where we beat Green and LaRue, who both had uh, really good seasons, was a was definitely a big day. And then um, I think without a doubt the biggest moment of the year would be the, the walk-off grand slam that Dawson Conn hit against Barron County. That was awfully cool going into the last inning down five runs and, um, you know, you walk off on a grand slam. You just don't get to say that very often. Coach, I even think on video I saw you actually jump in the air and I saw the vertical on that. Is that right? Or was I seeing it right? Well, if you could see up that high, you probably did. <laughs> jump pretty high, you know. But, no, I uh, I have Dawson in youth. You know, that was a special moment. I'm sure that probably was the, the only walk-off Grand Slam you've been as since you've been coaching, I'm sure, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, to my, to my knowledge, you know, it was. I can't think of one. That's pretty cool. It's, they said that's probably uh, that was the first home run Dawson's ever hit at any level. You know, Picked pretty a good pretty time cool. for it. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Coach, I'm going to kind of call you out on something a little bit here. You know, back before the first game of the year, you said I asked you what area you needed to improve on as a team. You said you, your team couldn't hit. Y'all scored well. Y'all scored more in a game, more per game than we have in a long time. Hey, I'll be honest with you, that was. Uh, you know that was definitely a definitely a question mark. I think we scored um, something like forty one runs in the first three games, and um, you know I was blindsided. Uh, That's one but, of those uh, situations you'd be happy to 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 be wrong about, wouldn't you? Yeah, for sure. You know, for <laughs> sure. But I will say this: you know, we uh, defense kind of let us down some, but still, the two biggest question marks going in was how we were going to swing the bat and how we were going to pitch. Even though the bat we're hot at times, you know, we still ran into a few buzzsaws on the mound that uh that kinda kept us down pretty good. But uh, but all in all we uh you know, we're gonna have to improve on pitching going forward because that was a that was a big I talked to a um, a coach, you know, about twenty minutes up the road today and he kinda gave me a, a stat about his team this year. Well it was Green County and he said that they um out of twenty out of twenty nine of their thirty one games, they averaged two walks per game, and we finished the year with more than one walk or hit by pitch per inning played this year. So, uh, yeah, that's, you know, that's that's, that's, that's a that's big tough. big deal there. Yeah, that's yeah, a big deal. You know, you give a free base runner, you know, it doesn't matter who's at the plate. There could be a you know, an eighty year old man at the plate who can't swing if you. <laughs> If you walk them, you know, they haven't earned anything. 
Yeah, and, exactly. And like you said, you know, two walks per game, that's excellent. And what you're really doing is yeah. you're making the team beat you. And you know this with baseball. A lot of times, if you just don't beat yourself, you'll win a lot of games. Oh, exactly. No doubt. I mean, it's like I tell um, I tell a lot of hitters all the time, you know, don't don't get yourself out. And you say, well, what's, you know, what's that mean? Well, you know, sometimes we look and we just don't think that guy that's out there is good enough to get you out, but you can get yourself out by, by swinging at a bad pitch or, or something like that. So, yeah, I mean, it's, um, that's a huge, that's a huge deal right there. And like I said, that's, um, you know, it costs us some games for sure. And, um, just that one area that we definitely are going to have to improve on, um, you know, between now and next year, it's not something that can just start next year. It's got to be a work put in over the um, fall and winter and get ready for that point, just throwing more strikes. We've got several pitchers coming back from this year's team onto next year's roster as well, right? We do. We do. Um, You know, really the only pitcher that we're losing would be Blaze Wall, and Blaze probably probably could have and maybe should have thrown Blaze a little more than I even did this year, but he went through a a few, a couple weeks there where he was kind of hurt with his back and we didn't trust him, but um, we got some good innings out of Blaze, you know, like seeing that, but yeah, he's pretty much the only one, and I think we're going to pick up, um, you know, a couple, um, three or four nice um, arms off of the uh, eighth graders that are moving up to be freshmen, so um, but yeah, definitely, uh, definitely return a lot next year, no doubt. Coach McQuarrie, how's the – did you throw BP this year? I did. I did. I threw quite a bit. But I will say this, for the first time in a long time, Coach Zach Humphrey, uh, he really helped me out so I didn't have to throw near as much. I've been going through quite a bit of back trouble myself. But I did throw some. I think my biggest day was um, a little over 500 pitches. Uh, I kind of counted them when I left just to see how many I threw, and that's what I came up with. So, uh at my age, you just can't take many days of that. I've I've heard from some someone that uh someone in my grade threw some uh, BP as well. Jared Denton, is that true? Yeah. Um. In the next morning, you know, I checked on him. You know, he told me he thought he uh he thought maybe he may have been in a car accident the night before. <laughs> just wasn't sure. Said he felt like he'd been hit by a Mack truck. Well, that's how I felt ever since I was like twelve. So you know, I I just got used <laughs> to it. I, the amount of BP you throw over the year. It's amazing you you know you can still throw any at all. I don't think that you have X number of throws in your arm. I really truly believe that um you know you just gotta stay in shape. And I do throw a lot. Now I don't throw um I don't throw with the um, intensity up on the mound as as Jared Denton threw when he came out and threw for us the, the a few days before the district. But um I tell you what, a person just don't realize what um what that takes out of you getting up on that mound and trying to, you know, really get after it. Golly. You know, sources told us that G young caught for Jared the other day. <laughs> hey, he did. And, uh, I don't know what we called it back in the day, uh, the yips or what it was, but, um, he was, um, he was very, very upset that, uh, 10 years later or however long it's been that he still had <laughs> I was gonna ask if he ever if he launched one to center on you while he was there. He kept flipping the ball back underhand. I said, <laughs> I said that was that was his thing for a while. <laughs> hey, hey, he said, uh, and I, I mean, I, I mean, I remember when all that was going on. You know, 
pat it twice and throw it back. I said, are you okay? Are you hurt? You know, I could see the look on his face. He was, he just didn't want to, he didn't want a lot to, to see it, but he said, he kind of just said, coach, I, I still got it. I said, that just, that just blows me away. He still, <laughs> he still had that going on. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, but Seth's dad is the one time, G yep store. He actually made G walk it to the mound. <laughs> we were we were probably fourteen or fifteen at some. He made G walk it to the mound. And I don't funny. think G was a big fan of that. I tell you one thing, we've lost one listener tonight. I don't <laughs> think G. I don't know if G's gonna. I, you know, but you know, G and I talk. I mean that you know that that's a, that's a serious deal. I mean, just like um, who oh, was it that pitched for the uh, John Lester? Uh, I mean. Yeah, Lester threw his whole glove on a, a comebacker, threw his whole glove in the ball to first that time. I mean, that's, it's crazy. Well, Coach, I'll have to say when I was throwing BP a few years ago, back when I helped baseball, there was probably two months there that I refused to throw it because I was just – I hit probably 12 kids. And it, you feel <laughs> I hit a kid, but I hit 12 of them in, in like a week span. So there was probably two or three weeks that I just wouldn't throw because it is a real thing. It hits you. Oh, it does. And, you know, BP, I mean, people think, you know, pitchers and this and that and the other. It, it's really not a good, uh, it's really not an easy thing to even throw BP because, um, number one, you know, you got that, there's that competitive side of you that just, bottom line, you just don't like people hitting you the way they do. And then, um, you know, the fact that it's just, um, it's, it's, it's hard to throw strikes like that every time. It's, so it is, it's, it's definitely, um, Definitely gets mental, especially with throwing it back. And I've seen um, Steve Sachs used to play for the Dodgers. I mean, he got something like that too. And um, that was throwing from second to first. It's a, it's a big deal. Coach, we're going to think about your, you know, tenure at Dare County. What is your favorite memory of all the years you've coached at Dare County? Oh goodness, that's a pretty tough one. I've probably got several. I'll probably leave. I'll probably leave some good ones out, but just on the spot, I think um, one of the best memories would have to be, and I I'm, I can't remember the years and everything now, but it would have to have been the years that uh, would have been Kate's senior year probably that we uh, – Like 2000, you know, Coach Scott, 2008, I think. Okay. Coach Scott and I, you know, we kind of we kind of talked going into the district games that we didn't – you know, we didn't feel like we had a real good shot to um, to win 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 some of them, and um, felt like if we threw Derek, that um, we would find ourselves just competing, but not maybe winning. So we kind of made an effort to not throw Derek any of the six district games. And um, I'll be honest with you, it got pretty ugly during the regular season. Um, I still remember pretty, that uh, twenty-three yeah. nothing loss we took. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it, at Marion, I don't know if you remember this. I think it was a senior trip or something. The one you're talking to had to start third base <laughs> at Marion. We took know, the lump. Yeah, we did. But like you said, you know, beating them after we took those beatings were, you know, were pretty special. Oh, it was, you know, especially, um, you know, knowing that year, you know, they were hosting the region and, um, you know, so anyway, Derek didn't throw any regular season district games, but then, um, he came out in the uh, came out in the first game of the district and we won and it was uh, that would have to be one of the best memories. But um, like I said, I, I know there's I know there's several. You know, um, 
one year we went to um, one year we went to Florida and I think we went 0 and 5 or 0 and 4. Played really competitive baseball and uh, came back and won like 16 in a row. And just there's been a lot. Like I said, I know I'm leaving some out, but that's um, those would be a couple that really stick out to me. Coach, to end it, you know, I always do the lighthearted question. I'm a big food guy. What is your favorite restaurant? Favorite restaurant? Um, let's see. I guess because they, uh, I guess because that's where I, I ate this this first burger that I just really liked, and that would probably be uh, the local goat in Gatlinburg, or I guess Pigeon Forge. And that's because they have the egg burger. That's where I ate my first egg burger. Egg burger. Just I just love. A burger with a fried egg on it now. And if you've never thought, tried, missing out. I say I had a burger one time that John Shelley made that he put the egg in the burger, and that was not my favorite burger <laughs> I've ever had in my life. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's um, Bo Biggs up at the um, food trailer. That's why they started making the egg burger because I told him about, and uh, that's what I get every time I go up there. But if you uh, you've never tried a uh, fried egg on a burger, you might give it a shot. It's pretty doggone good. Coach, you need to have him make that, you know, should be something named after you. Yeah. Hey, I do agree. I do agree. Maybe need to yeah. come up with a name. Yeah, I, I agree on that, yeah. Well, Coach, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, we appreciate you talking about the season and talking about some things that you're going to work towards next year. And I tell you what, there's one thing that, that nobody can – that nobody can say about you that they won't they can't say that you don't work and i know that you're going to work hard to improve the things that need to be worked on and uh there's not many people in high school coaching these days that work harder than you so i'm sure you'll get it right and uh we appreciate you being on and uh i guess gosh i guess it'll be late next year before we talk before we get to talk to you again but we'd love to have you back on well i appreciate you saying all that yeah we'll uh we'll definitely try to do what it takes put an even better product on the field next year like i said we uh my opinion the future uh the future for adair county baseball is off the price but um you know we gotta we gotta keep working and um in the end you still want to be playing at this this time and we're not so we've still got um you know work to do wins are nice and they're good but we want to be uh playing on into that postseason and that's one area that um you know definitely like to improve on um Getting well, us there next, next year. So that's cool. what we're talking about. I hope so too. Well, we appreciate you again being on. We'll we'll talk to you later, Coach. Okay, guys. Thanks a bunch. Thanks. Appreciate the show and all you're doing. I'll talk to you later. Thank you, Coach. See you. All right. Bye bye. Well, Clay, I thought Ryan did a fantastic job, and since Keith is not with us tonight, I'm going to kind of put a review on the softball season. Uh, softball did not finish with the record that they would have hoped. They ended up being six and twenty-one on the year. Started the year out three and three, uh, and then hit a little stride there where some things didn't go their way. A lot of young girls got a chance to get some playing time. Uh, I'm not their coach, so if I start naming names, I'm sure that I would miss somebody that that really contributed. I know that their leader in most statistical categories was Kayla Shepard. I think she led them in home runs, RBIs, and had a batting average over 500, if I'm not mistaken. And so she was awarded with an all-season award, Kayla Shepard, and so was Emma Ellison. So she was a big contributor on the season. Uh, Kaylee Campbell also got an all-season award. 
Uh, and Kaylee also got the all-tournament award after that district tournament game was over with. Looks like Riley Roy was on our all-academic team. She's our she's one of our two seniors that were graduating, Riley Roy and Courtney Vance uh, are the two seniors, and they will be missed. You know, I got the opportunity to coach them, Clay. They're two really good kids. Uh, they work hard. Um, injuries kind of plagued Riley's senior season. I think she could have had a lot more. You know, it's disappointing for her that she had some injuries here and there that kept her out for a little while. And Courtney Courtney works hard, and she got an opportunity to, to be a contributor on this year's team, and I'm really proud of her as well. And they'll be missed. You know, anytime you're losing two really good role models and hard workers, that's going to be tough to replace. But, again, same as baseball, you know, at least you've got a lot coming back. You do. You really do. You've got uh, some youth, some young people that got some experience this time. you got a lot coming back and a, a good future ahead of them. Uh, and I'm sure Coach Brown would kind of tell us that same thing in a nutshell. I'm sure he would do a much better job of it than I would because he's with them every day. Future's bright for a spring sports just moving forward. And, again, I thought Ryan did a fantastic job. He, fantastic job. He's always a really good interview. Uh, but, Clay, that kind of brings us to our spot on this week in Adair County Sports, and there wasn't a whole lot going on because we just had district tournament uh, play for both baseball and softball. And this week in Adair County Sports is brought to you by Jeffries Hardware. Jeffries is known to have what you need. Go in and talk to a friend of the show, Chris Lewis, my dad, Brian, or any of the friendly staff to help you with your next project. Baseball and softball both lost by the same score, Clay. That was kind of weird, wasn't it? Twelve to two, yeah. That's very odd, you know. And it what we talked about earlier. Baseball actually got up two nothing the first inning, and after one, they were up two one, and softball team was up two one for a while. So it's weird, you know. But then ended up losing both teams twelve to two. Yeah, when you're the four seed playing that one seed, it's 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 difficult to to mount there to overcome that. And, they did a good job jumping on them. That's what you have to do when you're that underdog. You kind of have to jump on them and, and kind of punch them in the mouth a little bit. But the both Marion and Campbellsville were able to withstand that punch. And Adair County, the boys, were they the four seed? The baseball was the three seed and Campbellsville was the two. But Campbellsville did end up winning district. So, you know, they beat Taylor County 12 to, six, 12 to 7 to win district. It was almost like playing that one seed because nobody in our district was playing as well as Campbellsville was late. Yeah, they're and you know, I just saw their fifth region draw. I mean, they very easily can make region finals. They uh they've got hot at the right time and they have two pitchers who you really want on the mound postseason time. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, since we've been doing this, we've been put out of the district tournament in both basketball and baseball by Campbellsville. So 2021, 2022 school year is gonna be the year that we uh take it. our revenge. Yeah. You know, we were talking to that 07 team. You know, we talked to Joseph and Chris and Nick even, and they they all kind of relayed that the that thing that turned them around was losing to Camelsville. Yeah, and lost. Ty and Marshall were the same way when they lost to Camelsville in baseball. baseball yep. Yeah, so maybe this will be the start of something awesome moving forward. Uh, I think – you know what, Clay? I'm just going to go out on a limb and say it will be. I'm going to make my bold predictions now, my next, way too early 20th district predictions at Air County winner. Next year – Football, basketball, baseball, softball, girls' basketball. You know, there's a lot of them sports. They have a lot of people back. This COVID rule, their seniors going to be back that you didn't think you'd have back. There should be a lot of very good teams for Derrick County this upcoming, next, upcoming year. Yeah, so Tribe 44 is going to be a lot of fun moving forward. 
I would be remiss if I didn't mention the baseball award winners. I didn't mention them. All season was uh, Braden Coomer, Braden Rainwater, and Braxton Smith. Braden Burton was all district uh, academic team, and Blaze Wall won the award for the all-tournament team. So I wanted to make sure that we got those people mentioned. Clay, golly, it just seems like we started doing this, and here we are at our last episode of our first season. And I, that's how th- I am – I want to thank the listeners, the people of Adair County of, for how supportive you've been on this. You know, we're a bunch of goobers that don't have any idea what we're doing. And you all have made us feel like uh, we're really doing something special for the community. And that's why we did this to begin with. Well, that's why Clay wanted to do this. Clay is the uh, the mastermind behind this whole thing. And I think you would echo that, wouldn't you, Clay? Oh, yeah. You know, the support we've had has been sensational. And I... It amazes me, actually, that, you know, I honestly thought maybe this would be a three or four week thing. And now look at us and now we're going to have a second season. I can't wait for it because, you know, this is just kind of what we do now. We do a podcast and about their kind of sports and we enjoy it and you guys enjoy it. So I'm glad we can provide some entertainment for you guys. So for the last time until football season, this has been the Tribe 44 podcast and we'll talk to you all later. Despite what you do, who you are, just stay true when you grind and go hard. I'm a real go-getter, put Columbia on the map. If you think I'm playing, yeah, you think I'm playing. Cause I'ma go hard and I'ma do it for my street.